everybody. Welcome back to the show. You know it's your favorite time of the day, Sandcast time. Sandcast time. <laughs> With uh, your boys, Travis and Try. Today we have a second time guest, Melissa Humana Perredes. Woo! I always got to roll those R's when That's I say That's right. Them, you know? I got to represent. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming back on. Thanks for having me. Two times. That's not many people have been on twice. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah it's like you and Trevor. Really? <laughs> and Trevor's got the inside track. Maybe yeah. a few more people. Yeah. Doherty was on twice, yeah. but, you know. Oh, my God, I'm you're, honored. You're one when of the few. When you're the world champ, you know, you get to come on twice. You get some special privileges. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> special yeah. privileges. I was actually, like, I was laughing when I was on my way to pick you up. I was like, <laughs> I'm on my way to pick up, like, arguably the best volleyball player in the world <laughs> to go on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> like, after a day of playing beach volleyball, I was like, I'm never complaining about life <laughs> yeah. ever again. And on the way, you're like, what a diva she has to pick her up. <laughs> yeah. All five total minutes for my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do appreciate the ride, though. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate the company for the ride. Oh. <laughs> I can't be making this trek by myself. Yeah, yeah that's so true. far away. Well, you guys are both... Uh, down are you are you on beach side of pch no you're in the we're, okay, we're both we're on the other side right. of it so right. it's perfect east of Sepulveda. how long are you um in town for you've been here for a while i've been here for two months two months now yeah. and i'm honestly here until probably september um oh yeah with like quick trips going back home here and there and mm-hmm. then obviously once season starts we're going to be um all over the world um, but yeah, I, this is my home base. This is my training base until mm-hmm. season's done and that'll go for quite a while, I think. Yeah. So yeah. when you get to go home, it's basically just visit family and yeah. you're not really going home to train much, are you? Uh, I'll still do stuff in the gym and mm-hmm. maybe get a couple individual sessions in, but no, when I go home, it's usually for like an extended weekend. So like mm-hmm. three, four days, um, after Cancun, I'll go home for like a full week, which I'm stoked for. Right. Um, yeah. Thanks China. Yeah, exactly. Singapore. <laughs> thanks, one, thanks. one good thing that came out of it is we got a nice little break. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. I know it's crazy what's happening, but yeah, yeah I'll go home and, and I'll still be active always. Um, but yeah, just mostly to spend time with family and just mm-hmm. be back there. Have Probably. you, have you done, go ahead, Josh. No, I was just going to say, it's probably freezing uh, at that time, right? <laughs> you know what? It's actually been a really get. warm and mild winter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is but that what you prefer? M- or do you, like, want a good, like, home, cold, snowy winter? Um, I prefer the snow and the cold okay. for Christmas. And then after okay. Christmas, I'm over it. And I'm yeah. ready for... Everybody just wants a white Christmas. Yeah, you just want the white Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm over it, and then I moved to California. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you been out here like for this song before, or is this last year? I came out here about early February, okay, um, maybe late January, so about the same time. Um, okay, I think last year got pushed because um, Fort Lauderdale got canceled. Okay, so which is a running theme in our sport, you guys. What is going I on know. with all these cancellations? Especially the U.S. Why aren't, why is the U.S. not hosting any events? Yeah, it's kind of brutal. It would yeah. be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it's not easy to put on a beach volleyball tournament. Apparently. Yeah, that's true. Every <laughs> no time I, yeah. if I think about it like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be putting on an yeah. event. That yeah. seems pretty difficult. Yeah. yeah. Super cool to see. Um, I don't know. Are you on? Do you get the AVP emails too? I guess you yeah. would. That Manhattan's like a $400,000 tournament now. That's huge. That's wild. Well, that's like, Heck yeah. is that bigger than a major? Um, yeah, I think so. Or a major, yeah, a major series? I feel like I should know the answer to that. 
I don't know what the prize money is for, for the five stars. Yeah, I forget. I think it is. Maybe, yeah. That's a colossal is. event. No, like, that's massive. Holy cow. I'm curious to know what the decision process behind that was and why they picked just the one tournament <clears throat> to kind of top up. Yeah, I wonder if they're just trying to make like an icon just an iconic yeah. event. The Wim- it already is, yeah. but like now it's but more But they're so. just right. building it up even more. Manhattan Beach has always been like the Wimbledon of beach volleyball. Right. I, well, I think it was like the reason Manhattan's so great for I mean, it's there's a lot of history behind that, yeah. first of all, but you get your name on the pier. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of us live here, so it's like you know people are going to be walking up and down that pier yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. It, yeah. But now it's like you're also getting a big old payday. Yeah. And that makes it like twice as prestigious, I That's think. That's the granddaddy yeah. for sure. I yeah. know. It didn't really hit me that we were immortalized on the pier mm-hmm. until just last weekend I took a stroll down the pier and I was with my boyfriend who is from Canada. He was mm-hmm. here for a rugby tournament actually and some of his teammates came down and I showed them the pier and stuff and as we were walking along I was like, oh my gosh, my name is going to be here. Yeah. And I, I was showing them all the different players and all the different names that were on the pier and they like couldn't believe that I too would kind of join this like historic yeah. group and like be immortalized on the pier. It's yeah. just such a surreal crazy feeling yeah i wonder what is like a more surreal crazy feeling though because you hold currently like two of the most prestigious titles in beach volleyball like you're a world <laughs> champ and you're a manhattan beach <laughs> open champ and i wonder how many times that's been done in the same year you in manhattan and world champs like mm. that's tough to do it, <laughs> it's, it was a really crazy summer and they were pretty close to each other. I mean, we had a swing of maybe seven tournaments back-to-back in Manhattan Beach, and World Champs were kind of in the same couple months, and yeah. it was um, it was a pretty big roller coaster. I would um, say. A roller coaster where you're just, it's just, really it, just it, going it's, up. It's just going up. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, well, when's this drop going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully never. Yeah. yeah, let's keep it going. Yeah. But, I mean, like, throughout those weeks, there were quite a few drops, actually, that maybe, like, people didn't really mm-hmm. catch on to or see or yeah. really feel, but, like, Sarah and I did. And um, I think that's what happens when you kind of accomplish something of that grandeur right. and when you, as an athlete, accomplish something that you work so hard for and it's like the pinnacle of an athlete's life is to be a world champ and to hold these titles and stuff and um as like fulfilling and emotional as it is there's also like there is some truth to kind of getting like that gold medal like hangover Hangover, after that and it's like well well, what now there literally is only down from here yeah yeah Yeah. i've i've actually i was listening to a podcast i want to say with it was like Tony Robbins mm. podcast maybe with Sean White and Michael Phelps. And that, that was the topic was like they, they went into depressions after each Olympics, like on point because there's so wow. much buildup. You're so focused on this one thing and there's like no distractions. And then you get there, achieve it. And the whole world's staring at you and looking at you. And then like a few weeks later, you're like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to do. And nothing is as great as my last you know, that whatever, however long it lasted, you know, that, that high. Yeah. And you're just like, I have to re-figure out my purpose. I have to win eight gold medals now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not the, quite on the same level as them, but yeah. like, no, it's insane. It, it really is true. And I think it really puts it into perspective, um, the value of like actually enjoying the process as cliche as it is right. and how like we always try and say that to each other. But like when you reach that destination, yeah. After that, it's like, well, now what? Like, 
you still, you're still on this journey. It doesn't end there. Like you mm-hmm. can't wait for that moment to be happy and to feel fulfilled and accomplished because if you do, then you're missing everything and all the good things that lead up to that. And like, yeah. there's more to life, I think, than, than just waiting for that moment. I yeah. think accomplishing that heightens life, but life is like all those moments in between that. Right. And so I think that's what, when you're so in it and when you're just like, you're overwhelmed by just like being so in the moment that you kind of lose that perspective and Mm -hmm. it it doesn't, it doesn't occur to you until it happens. And you're like, wow, that was incredible. But like this whole journey is incredible and you can't just wait for that one moment to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is just one moment. Mm -hmm. You think about how many millions of moments like Mm -hmm. lead up to that. Yeah. And you you can't hang on to it any longer than it lasts. Right, because yeah. you have like, a tournament the next week. I'm in it right now. I gotta enjoy this so much. What do I do? I remember when I won my first event, I was like, I won an FIVB. Like, what are we gonna do? This is gonna be a crazy night. And it just like wasn't a crazy night. Like, yeah. it was a Sunday night. Yeah. Most of the teams had gone home. Yeah. And I was like cruising with Hayden, and he was yeah. like, well, I'm just gonna go to sleep. And like down at the bar downstairs, like, uh, Rosie. <laughs> Want to hang out? Want <laughs> to buy you a drink? Yeah. All right, I guess I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> I thought it was going to be this crazy thing. Yeah, I know. I know, um, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean. I know, after we won Worlds too, we went, um, like, there were, like, these parties and stuff, and mm-hmm. our post-World celebration was, like, pretty much the same as it usually always is after a tournament. We'll right. always go for pizza and beer, and yeah. we just had, like, a lot more to celebrate that night, but we mm-hmm. still went. We went to Vapiano. That was, like, where we went. Oh, you went after back there? Our, Yeah. You were probably eating there all week, too. All <laughs> week long. Everyone was eating there. All week yeah. long. Um, Volleyball Canada said that they were going to cover our pizzas, so we were, like, nice. really, yeah. So at least yeah. they could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're covering Come expensive meals. Yeah, um, yeah. But don't get any extra cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. But, I mean, it was just a really beautiful, normal moment right, yeah. with, like, our team, um, and then the next day we were off to Stad and we just kind of honestly had to forget about mm-hmm. worlds, which was one of the hardest things yeah. I've ever had to do. And like, yeah. as a team, we struggled with that, honestly, mm-hmm. because it's so hard to go from such a high and literally have to forget about that moment when it's something that you dream of for so mm-hmm. long. Stad stole our thunder. It was like, and, and we, we came up and we were disappointed with the result. We finished fifth, yeah, which, fifth is, right? which is, which is, yeah, a, but come on, you just won world champs. It's a respectable result yeah. for sure. But obviously in our eyes, it was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I think after the world championships, it's a lose, lose, like right. you have no other option, but to win. Yeah, um, totally. and, and that was like the first week of six weeks on the road. And we had like five back to back to back to back tournaments. Plus we, world champs is 10 day tournament. Yeah. It's so a it's long like one. A grind. It's Pace a long one. It's so slow. It's yeah. slow, but like your mind can't check out. Yeah. yeah. So you're mentally like in it for 10 totally. days. Totally. It's so draining. <clears throat> yeah. It's so draining. Um, but we ended up finishing those like six weeks on the road with some really great results. We came out with three golds, the world, won Vienna, the right? world champs Vienna mm-hmm. and then we went to the three star in Edmonton and then two fifths and so I think we were really proud of how we were able to kind of just try and stay composed through all that because yeah. it's it's really hard you know yeah. like if you look at the Russians too in Stad, they didn't make it out of their pool like mm-hmm. it's so hard to kind of bounce I, back from that I didn't make it out of the pool I was on oh, that yeah. high because I made the semifinals totally. yeah I, I mean we had some rocking games against Norway and Russia yes and then I had a swing to beat um, Canada, 
uh, Ben and mm. Grant, and I, whatever, got blocked or something, and we <laughs> ended up losing and not even making it out of pool. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. You can. Sucks. You had like an unreal world, and then yeah. having to kind of like bounce back from yeah. that, and yeah. oh, it's just a wave of emotions. Yeah. It says a lot though that you guys were able to like calm the mind and like just stay on that grind. You yeah. think it has? Uh, I would think that it, it is really helpful to have Sarah because she's. I mean, she's got that mindset, that yeah. killer instinct, but like, yeah. we won, all right, get over it, let's get back to work. <laughs> from the outside, that's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, yes and no, I think she also had um, a hard time with it too, and right, yeah. I think it was really Scott who was kind of like, okay, you girls have to just mm-hmm. forget about it. Like, he was kind of that source of like grounding and just trying to like calm us because we were on a high like and totally. it, I mean I don't know if you saw Sarah's reaction after we won like it meant so much yeah. and like it really really I think affected her in, in such a beautiful way like she and she had an amazing tournament um and so for her as well to kind of bounce back even though she is definitely the more experienced um you know she's felt so many highs in her indoor career and just like all along her beach volleyball career as well I think even it was it was challenging for her too. For and, sure, yeah. and we were both kind of like looking to each other for like some sort of how are we supposed to feel right now? Like no, we had no yeah. idea. Yeah. And so it was definitely Scott that was trying to like okay, guide yeah. us in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was a crazy week for sure. Yeah. Well, you had so you, I mean you'd won tournaments before. Yeah. Um, how is it different? Obviously, you know, to the outside like it's world champs, but mm-hmm. as a player, how is it different from winning? say, a major or, like, you know, the Commonwealth Games or, you know, any of your other number of, like, really big wins. Yeah, yeah. I think that is so special in the same way that we were kind of talking about Manhattan Beach and how it's immortalized. Like, it's a title for yeah. life. Like, yeah. we will always be world, world champions, champs. which is, like, I just still get chills from, from hearing great. that. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. And I think... What we saw from accomplishing that was so much bigger than just Sarah and I and, like, um, our own titles. We saw how it affected Canada and how they really took notice. And beach volleyball started to grow. And we saw how that performance affected the growing generation in Mm -hmm. Canada for beach volleyball, which is ultimately what we want to do. Mm -hmm. We want to inspire the next generation. And the amount of messages we got from parents and from young girls who were like, I want to start playing beach volleyball because of this. That's so cool. Who had never even been in the sport and now want to take it up. Like that just makes it so much more valuable. Totally. Um, And I forget what your question was. Um, But oh, how did it differ? Yeah, and I think that's kind of how... It, it differs because it was on a, a bigger scale um, and I think more people were able to take notice and appreciate the value of it because um, I think our normal tour doesn't get the same attention, you know, yeah, and yeah. which is something that we've been working on for yeah. years. Um, but this is something that, that people really gravitated towards and obviously on another note, it's, it's really important because it's one of the few tournaments that mimics what the Olympics would be like. Right. Yeah. In terms of structure and um, on a small scale, like the media attention and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. So I think that was really important for us too. But it was, yeah, it was a pretty incredible moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, oh, sorry. Uh, I remember too, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we first came out on tour, it was around the same time. Mm-hmm. Canada didn't have any 
good top women's teams, right? So you guys have, along with Brandy and Heather, yeah. you guys have really built this from the ground up, and now you can kind of, I mean, take it where you want. Yeah, right? it's so interesting. I was talking to someone just yesterday about that and how the evolution of Beach Volleyball in Canada has <laughs> has been so transformative. Like, from where we started when I first started the game when I was, like, 12 years old to mm-hmm. where we are now has been insane. And um, we are still, we still have so much more that we need to kind of, like, work on and, and perfect as, like, a national team as well. And I don't know if there will ever be this perfect national team, honestly. I think every federation has issues. But we really did kind of come from a super grassroots, um, like, very unstructured very informal, mm-hmm. somewhat unprofessional, um, and the athletes kind of really drove that movement. Yeah. And we had to grind, and we had very little support and resources to kind of like claw our way up and up and up and up. And slowly we started to produce results and here and there. And I think it was just like these these moments that people, um, that other athletes kind of, when they put Canada on the map, that instilled belief in, like, the other athletes. Like, okay, we can do this. You know, right. we're not that far off. I, mm-hmm. We're a winter sport country. You don't think of beach volleyball when you think of totally. Canada. But, you know, we're here. And, like, we want to make some noise. And um, it's been really special to kind of see how everyone has kind of helped collectively do that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's been really special for Sarah and I to kind of say that um, we've kind of led that movement a little bit in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And hopefully we can continue um, and just grow the sport. Right. Yeah. And I'm getting like a pretty up close view of it with how much work I do with the college game in the U S because mm. rosters are just full of Canadian girls yeah. now. And yeah. like last year I watched Nicole and Megan yeah. play like more matches than I can even count. Um, but then there's just like girls everywhere on like all these rosters are like, yep, uh, playing for Canada in the off season and getting trained in the U S like college. It. Yeah. So, like, I can see the impact. Like, it's huge. And I love it's, it's that. It's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is important in itself. Like, having an NCAA sand program, yeah. that will help grow the sport, too. And just to give, you know, opportunities for for Canadians and other foreigners as well. Like, to give them that opportunity to be able to do something that was never around when we were here. Like, we never did beach volleyball year-round when we first started. Yeah. Um, so, to have that opportunity, I think, is amazing for the game. Yeah. Does because you mentioned it's like it is tough to handle that emotional roller coaster of like winning world champs and then you got to be back on the road and playing another. All right, we're gonna pause here and take a quick second to acknowledge our lovely sponsors. Support for Sandcast from comes from a new sponsor, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, which in beach volleyball this is a well-groomed sport. You want to be looking good out there, which is why our code for 20% off is look good, play good. And you also want Manscaped because everyone knows or probably knows a guy who has had a trouble, uh, a troubling Manscaped story. I had uh, a buddy in my fraternity who used scissors down there and it just doesn't work all that well all the time and that's why you have manscaped here to help you out it's redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts you don't need that in your life trust me manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past try well and don't use the same trimmer on your faces you're using on your balls (laughs) that's just nasty Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You're already using deodorant on your armpits? 
Why are you not using deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Go ahead and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job, ladies and gentlemen. Your balls will thank you. So that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD today. Speaking of balls, Travis, Wilson just came out with a new ball. That's the new optics ball with the OPTX technology. It's definitely been my favorite ball since I was a kid. I used to play with Wilson back at the Outrigger Canoe Club, as everyone's heard many times over the podcast. And uh, honestly, Wilson's the best ball in the world. If you talk to any of the athletes, the Americans, they all want to be playing with the Wilson. There's a reason that those are the balls you're seeing out on the beaches, whether it's California or Florida or somewhere in between. The Wilson ball is the go-to, and now there's a completely different look that is built to make you perform better, to see the ball better, but it's the same feel. So go to Wilson.com, get yourself a new ball, because if you don't have a new ball, then you know, you're just you're just that guy on the beach or girl. And use promo code WilsonSand to get your discount today. I'd like to take this moment to let all of you know about Firefly Recovery, something that I take on the road with me when I'm traveling. I usually use it on the plane because you know how your legs get all swollen when you're traveling across the world, is a way for us to recover faster with increased blood flow. There's these knee straps and they have these nerve stimulators on them and basically it helps you recover. And you'll see a lot of beach volleyball players wearing them and uh, you need to get yourself a pair today at fireflyrecovery.com. All right, everybody, now it's time for your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic update. It's been quite a grind in this 2019 season, and the season is finally over, so we are officially in the offseason. The top American team is Taylor Crabb and Jake Gibb, and they're in the eighth spot in the world. Triborn, yours truly, and Trevor Crabb are in the tenth spot. Meanwhile, Philip Dahlhauser and Nick Lucenter are in the 17th spot, still looking to fill two more finishes uh, to get there, 12. And then on the women's side, April Ross, as always, is in the second spot with Alex Kleiman. They've been dominating this year. But in the fifth spot, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. In the sixth spot, Sarah Sponsel and Kelly Clays. Yes, the American women are absolutely stacked. And in the seventh spot, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman. It is going to be an insane qualification year in 2020. We're all looking forward to it. Hopefully, Born and Crab are there. Aloha. And now back to the show. Um, but you mentioned like having that high of winning world champs. Does and that how tough it is to manage the emotions. And that you're talking about how that's just one moment. Does seeing the impact that you and Sarah have made, does that make that, like, when you went to reflect back on it, did that make that transition from the high world champs to kind of coming back down and just seeing, like, how much that one moment did lead to, like, such a huge ripple effect back in Canada? Totally. Yeah, 100%. I think you nailed that. I think it helped put things into perspective a little bit when yeah. we were feeling so low, Um you know, with a result that we were disappointed with when we were kind of going through that wave of emotions to just still see what we had done. Like, it goes beyond just, like, a week after week after week result. Like, we want to leave a legacy for the sport for ourselves, and um, I think that's what we kind of, like, usually have to come back to because when you're in the thick of it, it's so easy to just, like, 
get carried away with with the results and like with yeah. the performance and like without realizing you know we're still making an impact mm-hmm. um and that is ultimately what we want to do yeah and i know that on the one hand it's probably super cool for you to look back and be like wow like you know 2016 melissa like could probably maybe imagine that you'd be a world champ but i think it's also equally as cool that you know to look back like at you three years ago like how cool would it be if i was pissed at a fifth at stop mm-hmm. like, yeah <laughs> you know, like that's really cool I like know. i think that shows like just how far you've come as well like just as much as winning world champs that you're mad at a fifth yeah at a major i know <laughs> i know huge. it's crazy to just see that like evolution yeah. of our own expectations and standards and like from the first year that we started playing together as a team to now like yeah they change um we expect more from ourselves we have different goals and um it's been it's been pretty crazy but you're right I think we do have to just constantly go back to like okay what would 16 year old Melissa be thinking about where you are right now yeah. like think about yeah, that think about totally. that impact and I remember when I was getting these little messages from from girls and stuff if I could just impact one of those girls um, and be a role model for one of those girls, I, I would be happy. Um, yeah. The same way that, honestly, like, Sarah had impacted me growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, she was a big role model for myself back in Canada. And if I could do that for another girl the way that Sarah did it for me, then, you know, I know I'm doing my job right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, it's clear that you guys are doing your jobs right. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, we're trying yeah, what uh, what did the off season look like for you guys? Because I mean, you had just like one of the most brilliant years. I mean, you guys, Anders and Christian and Oleg and um, Krasilnikov, like you three, like had ridiculously good years. Like, what is it? Do you celebrate a little bit? Do you take some rest? Oh my gosh, both, <laughs> both. We yeah, we finished our season with Hawaii. Actually, that was our last tournament of the season, and that was a great. Ended on a win. We ended spot. on a win, yeah. which was I think. I think it just kind of was a great bookmark for the whole season. Just, you know, like, to be able to finish on a win, you can really appreciate everything you accomplished. I think it would have been bittersweet if we, you know, finished on, like, a disappointing result. I don't know if you would really be able to look back on the season and feel, like, the same emotions. And so to be able to go into our offseason off of that win was so special. Um, we We did have our own little celebrations, and then we spent the next four months off of volleyball yeah and away from each other honestly for a few months that's you know. necessary sometimes totally <laughs> totally Actually, i'm already sick of trevor <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even left yet yeah. problem is me and him hang out in the off season that's the biggest problem that's the issue <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no i went back home to toronto to visit my family which was perfect it was for the holidays I was there for thanksgiving for christmas um and then sarah was out here obviously with her husband and so we had some like much needed time away from the sport and just yeah. back to kind of a different type of reality which is so needed it's just like a reality check um just remove yourself from from this it's a small world that we live in um Very. Mm-hmm. and so remove yourself a little bit from that yeah. and then we were still obviously training and and active in the gym and that's like was really our focus in the off season was to really build a lot of strength and, and foundation in the gym that's what we did for three months and then January I moved out here and um it's been like pretty crazy training out here yeah it's honestly the best place to it's been nice to too train. like we've had some winters where I oh mean for God. me I hate the cold so 
I'm like fully wearing yeah. gloves and sand yeah. socks and yeah. stuff, and it's been like perfect every day. I need to knock on wood. I don't want to <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. been so nice. Gorgeous. Like 75 or 70, yeah. 70 degrees of practice every day. And it I didn't mean, rain yeah. much this winter either. Like a couple years ago, it rained like almost every day in February. Yeah, exactly. Like why am why am I paying this much money to live out here? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Not if I pay more uh, rent than uh, the weather's then supposed the weather's to be. Weather's supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah. Sun tax, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's oh. been it's been a really great off season and preseason. So mm-hmm. I mean, we're hoping for just another great season. Yeah. Is there so like I mean you guys you had a really good 2018 season but maybe not quite as consistently high yeah. as 2019 was yeah what do you think was the difference between because I mean you're on the younger side mm-hmm. so I think you probably have like are able to make bigger leaps and bounds than maybe Sarah would be but what do you think it was about like the difference between 2018 and 2019 that like everything just came together like yeah perfectly yeah I think. A couple things. Um, 2018 was actually a really disappointing season for us. We had come off 2017, uh, our first season together, and it was really successful. Yeah. Yeah. We, our goal for that season was to be ranked in the top 10, and we finished number two in the right. world. And like, I think it really surpassed our expectations, and um, we surprised ourselves at how quickly we kind of gelled and how quickly we mm-hmm. kind of started to produce these results. And um, so we had our expectations went from here to like here, and then. Oh, on the podcast, they can't see my hands, but like from, <laughs> from low to high. <laughs> and um, well, they can look at the video. Yeah, if watch they the want. video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, I think we didn't go in with the right mindset. I think in 2018, because we didn't really know how to handle everything that was happening. It was all happening so fast, and yeah. like all of a sudden, we had these targets on our back, and we had both kind of come into our partnership in different roles. And like, I didn't really know what to expect for myself because I'd never been at this level and mm-hmm. playing with someone like Sarah. And, right. um, it was honestly a test for me to see if I could like step up to the plate and see if I could fill these shoes that, right. um, I was going to need to fill. And so 2017 was, yeah, honeymoon. And then 2018 hits and, you know, people are coming after you. Like, yeah. again, it's kind of like a, a lose, lose. Everyone's going to go, they're hardest against you. They have nothing to lose against you. And so yeah. you have to be on all the time. Yeah. And we were still learning. We were still in that transition period while having like these new standards and expectations that we expected from ourselves, but also everyone else was kind of expecting yeah. from us. And I don't think we handled it very well, honestly. It was a bit of a roller coaster. We did win some tournaments that season. You know, we won the Commonwealth Games that year, we won Stad. Um, we won China and then we had some like really disappointing results where a couple 17ths and, um, just uncharacteristic. And it Mm -hmm. was, it was literally a huge roller coaster. Um, we ended up finishing the season we looked back, we sat down at the end of the year and looked back at what we had accomplished and it was a lot better than how it felt. Um, we felt like we really dropped the ball, but when we looked back at our results, we were like, you know what, we weren't far off of what our goals were for the season anyway. So um, there's still a lot to be proud of. And I think what we took from that was um, everything that we wanted to work on and to improve on, but also a little bit of perspective, you know, like, again, like when you're in it, you can be so hard on yourself and you yeah. don't recognize what you're accomplishing along the way. Yeah. Um, and when you reflect back on the season and we're like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we were too hard on ourselves. Like, yeah, we got a couple of disappointing results, but look at everything that we did. And so we kind of took that mindset into this last season in 2019, which was probably has like One our best, best seasons. seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 
which again, it wasn't an easy season either. Like honestly, heading into world champs, we weren't really feeling our best. Um, We had just come off of a couple of not great results in in Ostrava and in Warsaw. Um, And we weren't playing super clean ball. And even in the world champs, like even in pool play, like they were gnarly gritty games in in our pool. They were, they were close. These teams, we easily could have lost them. Um, and even like some games in our, in our playoffs, we easily could have lost too, but we really, really wanted it. Like we really were working hard and we were gritty and we were resilient. And I think the fact that we had our backs up against the wall and we still kind of overcame those throughout that week is why we won. I think we proved to ourselves and to each other that we were in it and like we wanted this really bad. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what like the 2019 season was, was just like, full-on grit and just mm-hmm. resilience and perseverance just like like all heart like we really wanted it yeah um and it, it went it was like that for every season um or sorry for every tournament like it wasn't easy like nothing really came yeah. easy um but we just worked for it and I think um you know we're gonna go into this upcoming season with that kind of same mentality because we have the experience of finishing a really great season and not really knowing what to do. And like our expectations are so high now, but how do we kind of keep up with that? And so we know what not to do. And now we kind of have a better mentality heading into the season. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've always, or a few times I've caught myself at the end of the season saying, damn, if you could just give me four or five points that I could spread out throughout the year, Mm. I could turn that season into a, you know, great season like from good to great. And I think that, like, that grittiness, like, yeah. gets you those extra five points. That, yeah. like, turns season into an amazing season rather than just a good one, you know? Oh, I really like that interesting four or five <laughs> points. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm taking a... a grit. I'm like, all right, turn to grit. <laughs> yeah, grit up yeah. This year. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Are there on, any games that stick out to you that oh, you wish? Oh. For, I mean, like last season. Well, I got a lot of weird stuff in my head. Just one last punch. First of all, I already <laughs> talked about that swing <laughs> against Canada. Wait. I didn't put the match point away against Canada to get out of pool play. And then I, yeah, I won the match in Vienna and punched the, oh. <laughs> we've already talked about it a bunch, so our fans know. And then we, and then we missed a few five stars because of it. And then our Americans caught up and like passed us for Olympic rankings. So now we're all like even. And I'm like, all right, time to grit up. Grit up. But not. Be too aggressive. I think that's Hashtag a new chalkboard quote. Grit yeah. up. Grit up. Yeah. All right. There you What's go. Going on? I love it. Put that one up after yeah. the episode. So I got a few of those. A few like yeah. points here and there. Oh, uh, Krasilnikov and uh, Stoyanovsky in Vegas. Match point. I had a trickler and it went, hit the top, but then hit the top again and he laid out one handed, <gasps> got set off the net, falling down, he hit it. It's and still... it trickled back at me. Like, I had dropped. I'm, like, ready. He's falling backwards, and he trickles it back for the, for a bronze uh, medal in the four-star. Still one of, like, the toughest passes I've ever seen someone make. I mean, this He's thing lucky trickled. He's hit the like, tape twice. Though. It was landing within two feet of the net. Like He was crawling. He, and, I mean, just, like, one knuckle. Grit. That was yeah. some grit by... He gritted by me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I got yeah. a few of those points, but I feel like I'm saving them up, you know? Yeah. I got a few of those coming my... Although at World Champs, we came back 14-11. They were all solid. clean points, so... 
You know, put those in your file folder, honestly, and, like, you'll Mm -hmm. reach for those when you need them. Those are memories that will teach you, and uh, those will be very valuable when you need them. Yeah. I mean, your semifinal at World Champs. Talk about grit. Oh, my God. I still can't believe. That was by far one of the hardest games we both ever had to play. Yeah. Who was it against? It was against Switzerland. Huberly. Huberly. And they're some of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew even going to that game that this was going to be one of the hardest games we'd ever have to play. Um, And they showed up. Their backs were against the wall. And they... (laughs) We were up 14-10 in the third set. Oh, dang. And they tied it at 14 all. And then they went up at 17-16. And we... Gritted them. Gritted up. I was shaking after that game. I can't even believe that. I, I, I think I blacked out. I still don't remember a couple points, <laughs> but that was gnarly. Dude. That was insane. Yeah. So crazy. Hamburg was nuts. Like driving up and you're driving and you usually go the long way around the block in yeah. the van. And the line was, because I played in the men's semifinal and I, I believe I was warming up while you guys were playing in your final. So, like, I'm walk, I'm driving up, and the yeah. line's freaking all... Like, I'm driving for, like, a whole minute, and the line's still going around That's the block. Awesome. Insane. That's insane. That's so cool. They maxed out the stadium, yeah. and they had, like, seats that were closed off. They had to open those up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was... I've never seen anything and like it. And we're warming up and just hearing, like, you guys had a nuts final, and everyone's yeah. going nuts. Yeah. And I'm, like, warming up, like, damn, I'm about <laughs> yeah. to go into the gladiator pit <laughs> right here. That's awesome. exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was dope. It was unreal. Yeah. Like, the energy Hamburg shows up every single time. That was a cool crowd, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're going back. Yeah. Yeah, For yeah. Sure. They're a volleyball crowd. They love it. They appreciate it. Yeah. And I think we really feel it when we're on the court, too. Yeah. When you have a crowd that's into it, every rally is like oohs and ahs, and they're like singing along to all yeah. the songs. Like, yeah. it's just a good time. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. It's yeah. like such a fun That's atmosphere. the loudest I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. We had a really long rally against Russia, and I don't even think they cared who was on the <laughs> match, but they, it was so loud. I remember yeah. switching sides, and I was like, definitely the loudest I've ever heard like even as a spectator i've never heard an arena this loud because yeah. it was pretty small it's like a tennis arena yeah. yeah and everyone was just going insane i was like this is what it's all about right here that's beach volleyball then we lost the match but <laughs> well, whatever match, it's yeah. the memories no man. totally yeah yeah just play i mean the, as a beach volleyball player like you want to experience yeah. playing in that match yeah. obviously winning it but yeah. just playing in it alone yeah. and, and like Creating that entertain that entertaining of an experience for that many fans at once is hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, you kind of do feel a little bit of a responsibility <clears throat> to like put on a show. Yeah, like you want to make it a good game. You're chasing balls. You're like, this might be like, <laughs> there's a five percent chance I get this ball. I have to get. I yeah. have to go. Yeah, because if I get it, they're gonna light up. Mm-hmm. Even if I, you know, lose the rally. Totally, yeah. it gives you energy. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. I remember, I never, I never normally do this. Like when I'm in a stadium. When they call you on and like everyone like announces you and like the the those gas Smoke, things yeah. go off and stuff and then you you do your like three minutes of serve. I never really look into the crowd in yeah. the stadium. I'm kind of like I try and be in the zone and stuff. But like that particular the finals was the only exception to that yeah. rule. And for the first time, I like looked up into the crowd, and I was like, oh my god, all these people are here to watch this game. Yeah. Like there's only four of us down there's, there. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> only four of us. Like, like look at what I'm doing with my life right now. Like yeah. I'm in the final, the world championship in front of, I don't know, 14, 15,000 people. And they're here to watch That's a show. So cool. Like it was the most surreal feeling. 
Yeah. And so cool because, like, there were that many people there, and Germany wasn't in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, totally. It was an all-North American final. Yeah. We played both me. German teams, actually. We, we scored because we played both German teams in the tournament. Yeah. And then we went to the semifinals, so we got to play in the stadium, like, four times. Four Unreal. Times. That's sick. How was it, though, playing against the German teams? Were they, like, visibly rooting against you, or were oh, they, like, yeah. respect? Okay. No, they were definitely rooting against yeah. us. But that's Standard. expected. Like, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and Trevor the thrives off of that. Yeah, yeah, for Trevor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a... Uh, Holy Vickler mm. in uh, pool play and lost. So we got that out of our system. And then we beat uh, Flugen and Ellers. Ellers yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we got got one of them, let one of them win. Yeah. We we're still crowd favorites. Yeah, yeah. 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 You had a great season last year too, hey. I know it yeah. probably doesn't feel like it, but like. Yeah, it was good. I mean, anything yeah. was good compared to the year before. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was, I was all good. Mm. You made an interesting post the other day about you've only played on, like, Olympic qualification yeah. seasons. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I remember what a be- cool after 2016, I was like, like, me and Hayden, I was like, man, I'm just stoked to, like, go play World Tour next year and, like, not be in this crazy Olympic, <laughs> like, yeah. stress. I think I stressed out too much last time. I was, yeah. like, hating the other American teams, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, um, but then, yeah, I didn't get even one match outside oh my of God. it. It's <laughs> kind of crazy. That's actually wild and something I'll never be able to understand or like really be able to relate to is um, the internal competition for Olympic qualification. Right. Because, I mean, as of now, we don't really have a super deep pool. Know. Uh, yeah, no, Canada's getting yeah. deep. Oh, yeah, we're, get, we're getting deep. But yeah. like the last couple um, Olympic qualifications, they've usually always been pretty yeah. obvious. But like you, USA, Brazil, yeah. Germany. Mm-hmm. That, that's the majority much, of yeah. yeah yeah you guys have like really tough internal battles which adds like a whole other level to yeah, this it's tough to swallow when you qualify and there's like other teams going that qualify behind you mm-hmm. but you got that spot it's like yeah should I be mad about that no but you gotta be grateful that you're playing for such a good country yeah you know? it makes you better yeah, yeah exactly yeah but I'm not trying to be that third team again. No. Can't do that. No. <laughs> not this year, no. I'm about to grit up real hard. Grit up. <laughs> Mel, I am just, like, so curious for in that semifinal, like, 17-16. Mm-hmm. Like, what are – because, I mean, I feel like every player has done something similar on whatever scale. Like, even, you know, a guy playing double B has, like – you know, he's, like, in his champ, double B championship and he, like – had fourteen ten later, whatever it may be, like went down. Now he's back in service, even like with a chance to lose the match. Like as a player, like what are you thinking in that moment? Because yeah. in my head, I'm just thinking like, miss it, miss it, surf Sarah, miss it. Oh, hell, don't serve me. No, it's really interesting because at seventeen sixteen, I was a lot more calm and kind of composed than I was at. 13-14 and 14-14. Okay. 14-14 was a really pivotal moment for, I think, for Sarah and I because I turned to her. They had gotten, like, three straight aces. Like, it wasn't even, like, rallies. Like, okay. she, like, aced down the sideline, aced down the seam, and then, like, it was, like... Tough. Wow. Like, yeah. th- three points went by like this. Yeah. Like, there was no time to think about anything. Yeah. And at 14-14, I looked at Sarah and I was like, oh, my God, I'm shitting my pants right now. <laughs> like, full that? on... Yeah. Full on set up to Sarah. <laughs> like, and I think... 
I think having said that, it kind of also why we were able to kind of win because it brought us closer together and she was kind of able to see where I was mentally and she was able to kind of like one, relate to me and be like, yeah, "Yeah, you know what? I'm a little nervous too. This is not ideal. Instead of trying to fake it and deny it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're like in our head like, no, I'm not nervous at all. But then you're like, your real conscience is like, well, then what's this feeling in your stomach? Yeah, you (laughs) You got to own that. Yeah, owning it. Totally. Like vulnerability is a beautiful thing and Mm -hmm. it's so necessary in beach volleyball because we're out there and we're an open book. Our weaknesses are exposed and there's no one else to come in for you. Like you got to figure it out, just you and your partner. So in that moment when you like express that vulnerability to your partner and she shows up for you and she's like, you know what? Me too. Like she relates to you, but she's like, but you've got this. Like, yeah. remember she turned to me and she said, um, or I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen this next play. I'm going to pass you up for two or something like that. And she's like, you know what? They're, they're probably going to serve you. Um, you're going to pass up. I'm going to set you and you're going to side out yeah. because that's what you can do. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wow. She's really confident in me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Step up to the plate, Mal. And yeah. so like, that's kind of, that was like a turning point for us to like, grit up and um and even though like it was like back and forth still for a while and to a point where they had match point I was never really nervous that we were going to lose it after that point at 14 14 I was like oh my god I just lost the game like it's (laughs) over Sarah I'm so sorry yeah um but then at like 17 16 I wasn't worried I was like no I'm not worried because I know that it, like, we're going to work it out. Yeah. Like, we're going to be able to turn this point. We're going to side out, and it's going to be ours. And that's exactly what happened two points later. Crazy. Which was gnarly. Um, but I think, like, what that taught me is just, like, be open to those feelings that you have. If you're not feeling great, if you're feeling nervous, if you're scared, if you're yeah. not confident in your abilities, mm-hmm. express that and, like, acknowledge them. Don't try and hide them. Um because they happen to even the best of us. Yeah. Like, they happen to everybody at mm-hmm. very important moments in your career. Yeah. And if you try and suppress it, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's smart. I don't think right. you will get the outcome that you want. Yeah. Do you think that that helped you and Sarah have a really good final, too? Just, like, getting through it. Like, well, if, I can get th- if we can get through that, yes. we can get through anything. Yes, 100%. I think... I can't speak for Sarah, but going into the finals, I felt a lot more free. Like, I just felt a lot more um, just at ease and composed and confident with, like, our team and our abilities and just with the flow of the game. I think the semifinals were insane and they were gnarly. Mm -hmm. And, like, after winning that game, I felt really confident that we were going to win it all because that game pushed us into, like, super uncomfortable places that we never really wanted to go to um and the fact that we were able to experience that before the finals and we we were able to kind of work through that before the finals I think put us in a really good headspace because we even went down in the finals like 7-2 or 6-2 in the first set like we did not have a good start yeah but I wasn't ever really worried and then like we we regained the lead like it was another roller coaster like it was just a roller coaster of of a week yeah um but again I wasn't really worried and like we knew, like, it really solidified our partnership, which yeah. I can't speak enough for the importance of that. Like, yeah. really, really investing in your partnership totally. and your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I feel That's like it's, it's so valuable to look at a situation and just know that you've been there before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, all the tournaments that you guys play comes in so handy. Like, 11-14, you've yeah. been there before, and, like, you know you can win because you yeah. beat, like, 
Andre and George were playing really good volleyball at the time, mm-hmm. too. And like, 11, you know, 14, 10, yeah. going down. Like, now you know you can come back. I feel like that's super valuable, especially coming into, like, the year that both you guys are heading into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, those are lessons that will... I feel like you see that a lot, too, and um, just in sports in general, where the team who wins the championship has, like, this crazy battle where it's just backs are against the wall, but, like, in the semis or the quarters or something, you know? Basketball, you see it all the time, mm-hmm. like Toronto last year, right? They Represent had the, the bounce, yeah. big year for you. <laughs> the yeah. Double bounce, right against Philly. That Kawhi hit at the buzzer. Oh yeah, yeah. and it went in. Yeah, they would have lost that game, and then they turn around and won it all. It's like that magic. That's like you, I feel like honestly, there's a little bit of magic that happens. Yeah. Um, to like accomplish something of mm-hmm. of that grandeur, and so. Um, I think when you have that little spark, it, like, something else, like, shines. It, like, binds the team a yeah, little more. Like, yeah. we made it through that, and then the team's just like, all right. Totally. Yeah, we're, like, totally as a unit, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Just, like, takes all the doubt out. Yeah. 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 Sports. Yeah. Oh, gotta love them. Good fun. adversity. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got to get to this other topic. It's super interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, you've been busy, I believe, it started last year, but the IBVPA, I always get confused with the, the acronyms, the International Beach Volleyball Players Association was yeah. started, um, and you can tell us more about it. What is your position? I yeah. forgot. I, I know. It, it's confusing. I'm um, the director of public relations. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got I it. know. So it actually started in 2017, <clears throat> um, and... I think it came of a place of need and mm-hmm. um, kind of of urgency as well. Like, I, I agree, for sure. Our sport, 2017, and even leading up to that, it it was really uncertain. There mm-hmm. was a lot of instability, um, and there was a lot of uncertainty. And I think as athletes, we felt like we didn't have any control or any power. Like these decisions and these these movements were happening without any of us mm-hmm. really having a say or having a voice, but it hundred percent directly impacted us. Yeah. And so we felt at a, like we were at a loss, like this kind is our life. Dragged it. Along exactly. Without any say. Exactly. Yeah. And so most other professional sports, they have players associations. Mm-hmm. I mean, they also have a lot more money and resources to kind of help start and solidify that, but we don't. And so, um, it was really Madeline Meppeling from the Netherlands and Anouk yeah. uh, Verge Dupre from Switzerland who mm-hmm. have spearheaded this like full on and they um, really put their heart into it. I know that in the past there were, we had player reps and we had pl- uh, somewhat of a players association, yeah. but it never really stuck. Like people didn't really buy into it or yeah. just really put the time and the effort into really creating something substantial mm-hmm. that benefited everybody and especially the sport. And so ultimately mm-hmm. the IBVPA is here to. Um, be a voice of the athletes and not just like main draw athletes, but all the beach volleyball players in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're here to stand up for ourselves and to um, speak our truth, but also to work collectively with all the stakeholders involved, mm-hmm. the yeah. FIVB, all the promoters and the sponsors. Um, we're not here to like fight. We're here to just show them that we care we're here and we have a voice and we need strength in numbers. And yeah. I think that's what's so important about the association is that as players, we collectively work 
to grow the sport. And, and that's what ultimately it's about, you know, and which is really tricky in a sport like beach volleyball, because you have, it's essentially a sport made up of teams of teams of teams of teams. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody spread out literally throughout the world. Exactly. And everybody has their own agenda. Like everybody has their own priorities. You know, you have main draw teams, you have Olympic teams, you have qualification teams and, and the priorities are all different. They, Mm -hmm. they have different goals. And so it's hard to get everyone on the same page. Um, but if we can just come together and we have one common goal, which is the fact that we love this sport, Mm -hmm. this is our livelihood. This is what we chose to do for our lives. And, And we want to see this sustainable sport in the future for not just us, but just for like, generations to come if we can all kind of agree that that is our end goal then I think we're in a good spot and I think that's where kind of the IBBPA came from and so it started a couple years ago you know and we all so there's seven of us on the board I believe there's Madeline Anouk myself Robert Mewson from the Netherlands he's the director of finance and then we have Barbara Stacius and she is the director of strategy and development and then Anders Moll and he is the director of digital media and like communications and stuff. Good yeah, 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 he's on it. <laughs> yeah. And so we all kind of volunteer our time, our effort, and we've put in our own dollars to just kind of like get things going. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think it's actually really recognized how much effort these people put in behind oh, the scenes, yeah, sure. how much time there is. Because at the end of the day, it is volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still athletes, and that's still our first priority. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard to kind of manage our training responsibilities and like responsibilities outside of that as well and try and like develop this association from the grassroots ground up level. Um, but there's a need for it. And, and I think we've got some really great feedback and there's still ways to go. Like we really just want to get some exposure out there and just let it be known what we're trying to do Yeah, and that we're, we're here for the good of the, of the players. And, um, you know, we're just really, a united front. Um, I think it's going to be really um, valuable to the like FIVB alone just to hear our opinion. You yeah. know? I feel like they're making so many decisions without really understanding how we feel and how it affects us because like you said earlier, it affects everybody differently. So whatever yeah. they see and their perspective is, that's what they think yeah. we Exactly. feel you yeah. know and then they come out with let's say the star system and then yeah. they get all this bad feedback yeah. like well i don't know we didn't exactly talk to you guys collectively we had like one player rep or something yeah um, and that one player rep can't possibly know how it's going to affect all the separate countries yeah so, one player can't represent like 90 countries <laughs> right yeah <laughs> come on right i mean i'm sure there was a few more players but i don't know exactly how it works but no you're no, right it's super important and it's yeah. not it's not just like to be like oh, FIVB is doing everything wrong. It's like, here, here's, like, we have a lot of minds out here and a lot of people that are affected by this sport and who want, everyone wants to see it grow. Let's all throw in our um, input and knowledge and experiences and information so that, and then obviously organize it, which is what the IB. P-A. It's such a mouthful. <laughs> such a mouthful. IBVPA. There you go. Is uh, all about. And um, no, I think it's a great idea. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, and you're right. Like, I think um, it, there was like this athletes, um, I forget the name of it. it. It wasn't the association. It was just like, um, they were essentially athlete reps, but they mm-hmm. were made up of retired athletes. Yeah. 
Um, and so once you're kind of removed from it, you don't really quite have the same perspective. And it's so, a lot different too. Like since when I when we first totally. came on tour and now, yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The full system has changed. It's completely changed, yeah. and I think. Um, they weren't really getting the right perspective. Yeah. Like, I, like, like you said, when we first started, the sport. You know, there was a time when it was thriving. Like we had, we would have like eight to nine grand slams in yeah, a that season, was nice. right? Like <laughs> it was sweet, and like the That's prize so money many. was totally, and yeah. the prize money was great. Yeah. and like you were swimming. better than a five star now. Oh yeah, and we had nine of them. Yeah, and then and then they started to dwindle, and then as athletes, you're like, well, this is my life. Like this is my right. job. I can't just like sit back and watch this happen. Um, and so I think it was really important, like you said, to kind of have our voices now of players that are currently playing mm-hmm. and just present them with ideas. Cause like you said, they don't really know. And they've yeah. been really receptive to kind of the ideas right. that we put forth. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, like with our player agreements, you know, for myself, I never read that, you know, how long know. it was <laughs> and you would sign it and you'd like give your rights away. Like you had no idea right. what you were yeah. signing. Who, like how many players actually read that? Yeah. Not many. I and so we had that we had that one meeting in Poland. And, yeah. Uh, someone asked that question and, and nobody raised their hand. No one. <laughs> who read their who read their, their player agreement? Yeah. And everyone's like, who read oh. the fifteen he's page like, fine print? He's, yeah. he's like, well, you signed away your rights, your image, your everything. Yeah. yeah. By the way. Yeah. Turns out which, you donated all which is the prize money back to the tour, <laughs> which is very valuable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, we've done a lot of work to kind of completely revamp the player's agreement so it, we're not, like, on the hook for anything. And, mm-hmm. like, it really favors and benefits the players. Um, and we're really working to kind of start a new tour, which we've worked pretty much hand-in-hand hand with the FIVB. So it's kind of move away from that five-star yeah. situation because they kind of presented that, and it didn't really favor the players. And so yeah. um, they've been really receptive, and I think the IBBPA is making a lot of good moves and good decisions to benefit everyone. Um and the sport itself. And I think it can be really hard as an athlete myself to think about the, the perspective and the positions of other players. You know, like I'm a, I'm a main drop player. Yeah. Um, I've been really successful in the sport. And, and what my priorities are, they're different than a younger developing player mm-hmm. that's struggling to get through the qualification, that's struggling to get into the main draft. So yeah. when, you know, the IBBPA is asking for opinions and they're asking for surveys, um, my initial reaction would be like, yes, let's go for this option because it would benefit me because right. I'm a main draw player right. rather than wait, what about what's best for the sport? Yeah, and so exactly. I think it, it's like, you got to catch yourself too. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of, what we do is kind of selfish. What we like yeah. the pursuit of our own glory and like our professional life and, um, being a beach volleyball player or a professional athlete it's in like general. You're with a job though, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in it for yourself. You're working overtime because yeah. you want to make that money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, sometimes you just got to like step back and yeah. recognize what you're doing it for. Yeah. How do, um, like, I'm sure there's been a, a good amount of players coming on board, but how, how does it work in terms of um, new players uh, joining the group and and becoming a part of it it's honestly really simple um there's this sign up form on the website we have a really great website Mm -hmm. it's revamped it's official and it's it's live um and you just kind of apply you send in this application um and if you're a current player you will not get turned down there's no like there's no um Yeah, you're in. Yeah. You're a player. It's an association. We, we're inclusive. Um, and then we there is a membership fee 
um, of a hundred dollars. And, um, once you're kind of accepted, you are involved in all the decision-making processes. So we constantly send out surveys, um, and questionnaires and, um, we accept and are very receptive to all questions, concerns. Um, and once we get, you know, if we see a, a common theme, we'll kind of put it out to everyone. Okay. So like, what do you think about this? And so one of the things was, um, about this new tour, like how should the point breakdown be? How should the prize money breakdown be? Should it favor the top and then like have a a bigger gap for the, for the bottom results or, you know, stuff like that. Or, um, do we still want a five-star system? Do we want a three-star system? Mm -hmm. Um, how do we want to do Olympic qualification points moving forward? How do we want our Olympic qualification season to look like? Do we want it to be two seasons? Do we Mm -hmm. want it to be one? Like, like all these different questions that directly impacts us, we have the power to kind of make the change. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's so easy to just kind of sign up. You just go to our website and then um, just sign up. And mm-hmm. then you're going to be a <laughs> part of like making change and growing yeah. the sport. Yeah. There you go, people. If you're a player, you want to be on the world tour, sign up. That's right. And we <laughs> also go. have a page for supporters because we found that a lot of people were like oh we love this we're not a beach volleyball player but we love beach volleyball like how can we support so we have a supporter page where you can also help and um contribute and donate it if you feel like it's right and so that also helps kind of offset some costs we have a lawyer that works for us that's on on the (laughs) that's on the board as well he does it pro bono and he's amazing that's awesome and um yeah so he kind of helped us with all the legal work and so when we go and we present these things to the boards of the fivb and whatnot like we're not just Right. random players talking out of our ass, Showing you know, with an essay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my intro, my thesis. Yeah. yeah. No, we've got a lawyer who's helping us. Yeah. Um, so I'm really proud of the work that we've done and it's, it's sure. only up from here. Love it. What, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it's not finalized or, I mean, maybe you can't even talk about, it, but like, what is the new tour structure? Cause the star system seems to be not the most popular. Yeah. of moves yeah but what does it kind of look like we are making a, a little bit of a of a push away from the star system instead of five we're kind of kind of going down to three okay um and so it's kind of and i guess in, in layman terms it'll be like a like this kind of senior division like the more developed and intermediate and then um essentially the five star would be the senior then the three star would be the, the intermediate series right kind of. yeah the qualifying okay. series and then the one star would be like for exposure, for developmental, for experience, for those yeah. young players coming up. And then, yeah. um, I mean, there are some minor details that um, you would get once you join the right. IBBPA. Um, right. And we're not doing it to be like you can't learn this information. It's it's out there. It's public, and yeah. well, it will be eventually. Um, but we want it to be kind of we want to encourage people to join the IBBPA and have an impact on the decisions. And also you get kind of inside access to information as well beforehand. Yeah, um, right. So just extra incentive to come on over. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if we see like a membership spike, like direct Sandcast That'd will take great. the kickbacks. Hey, let's <laughs> let's sign up with the code Sandcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll make us look good. You'll get $10 oh, off. Oh, we get a kickback, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you mentioned that like 2018, you guys came in with that target on your back because mm-hmm. you guys had a great 2017. Mm-hmm. Now that you've had 2019, I'm sure 2020, like you're coming in as number one ranked team in the world. I think I haven't double checked the points, but I would think you are. Yeah. Like, does it, 
change anything having already like because I'm sure you guys by the end of the year like have that target on your back like are you used to it now is it any is 2017 going to be different from, or 2020 different from 2017 like that transition yes they will be different I think we're absolutely <clears> going <throat> to use that experience that we had and we didn't really capitalize on or didn't really know how to deal with we're going to use that to kind of help us and guide us through this season I think um we're very much in a really great headspace and we recognize our position and how privileged we are to be here. You yeah. know, there, there was a time in our off season when we had a couple media days, um, for the Olympics and we <clears> were <throat> running all over the place. We were like hitting up all these different stations and we were running, we were, it was just crazy. And we were like, Oh yeah. my God. And you would see some other athletes like yeah. not really getting called everywhere. And, and you kind of sit back and you're like, this is a good spot to be in. This yeah. is where we want to be. We don't like, we're not going to complain about that. We're not right. we're, like, Pressure is a privilege. Yeah. And so we are really using that to our benefit. And um, I think what we're really trying to focus on is not just the Olympics, um, but everything leading up to that. We really want to be present in the moment because we're fortunate as a sport to kind of have, um, what, eight tournaments before the Olympics mm-hmm. and, and like little goals along the way to kind of lead up to that rather than there are some sports that have like one tournament and then it's the Olympics. So yeah. it's it's kind of really hard to like not have the Olympics in your mind. Yeah. And um, I think we have a lot that we really want to work on, um, a lot that we need to improve on. Um, and we also have goals. We, you know, we want to improve on our Olympic ranking. Um, we want to make sure that heading into the Olympics, we're in the best spot possible. Right. Um, which really makes it I easy. I didn't think about that, actually. Yeah. yeah, you have your spot seal. I was like, oh, they don't have to do anything. But I was wondering you want too. a good seed going. 100%. For sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have qualified. And, and that's, like, a nice check. <clears throat> right. But we also want a good seed. We, totally. like, we want to work on that Olympic ranking. So yeah. it's not like we go into these tournaments like, oh, this is an Olympic qualification event. doesn't matter for us because we've already qualified. No, it matters totally. more. We yeah. want to work on um, our Olympic seating. If you're going for gold, it's yeah. I mean that that's a huge piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. You do not want to draw the one seed in the quarterfinal. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're very driven and we're very focused at the moment, um, and we're not getting too carried away. We're enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Now I'm. Checking the time. I know we've kept you here for a while. Love it. This <laughs> yeah. is such a cozy. Look at us. We're in our sweatpants yeah, and we're bad. just chilling. No, yeah. I love yeah. this. And we're just chatting. You're like one of my favorite people to talk to. Too. Stop it. <laughs> like oh my you're going so to make to me blush. I know you probably say that to everybody. It's <laughs> an easy combo for sure. We can go all day talking <laughs> yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, but one team that you saw a lot that as a fan, like, I loved watching over and over again, which I'm sure as a player you love playing, was your guys, like, I don't want to say rivalry because, like, you're just, like, so friendly with everybody, but April and Alex, like, yeah. you guys just had so many awesome matches with them that, like, it had to be fun. Like, to just, it was just, like, such a battle every oh time. Yeah. It was, And the amount of times we played them was crazy. I think by the end of the season, we played each other, like, 10 or 11 times. Yeah. And it was very nuts. even keel. Like, there wasn't, like, one team that dominated over the other, which was really exciting. Yeah. And um, I think... Yeah, I think it has become a rivalry, not because of us, but I think the media love to kind of pin right. us yeah. against each other and just, you know, Canada versus USA, they love to pin us against each other. Yeah. So I think it was just a natural, um, like, headline grabber. But, um, yeah, they're a great team to play. Yeah. They're phenomenal, um, and they're so much fun. It's always a battle against them. Like. Yeah. I mean, I think most of our games have gone three or whatnot. Like, they've, it's just good volleyball, and that's totally. kind of, like, all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really surreal, actually. I remember I was – I forget which tournament it was. I reflected, and I was like, 
these girls on the court with me are absolute beasts. We've got Sarah Pavin, we've got April Ross, and we've got Alex Kleiman, and there's little old me in the corner, <laughs> like, like just cruising. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, just jumps a little bit higher, Melissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's some serious talent, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned those three players. Like April's one of the best of all time, mm-hmm. and I mean Sarah is probably the best Canadian player, beach player of all time at the moment. Um, yeah. And yeah. then she's like, pretty damn good indoor. Too, yeah. right? She was yeah. one of the best yeah. in the world indoor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. And so like, like, do you have that conversation with yourself where you know that you belong out there? <laughs> Great question. I have battled with imposter syndrome for a long time. Um, honestly. And, um, especially when I first started with Sarah, um, I was like, I don't know if I belong here. Like, I don't know if I belong. Uh, and like, have earned this privilege of playing with Sarah. And I've always kind of grown up as the beach volleyball player, like mm-hmm. back in Canada and, mm-hmm. and back in Toronto and, and who my dad is. And, you know, my dad has Olympic experience and he was an Olympic coach and brought back um, a bronze medal at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. So growing up, like the Olympic journey was always in my childhood. And so when I got that opportunity to kind of go pro and like fill those shoes, I was like, do I belong here? You know? And as the game kind of has continued and and grown, um, I still kind of question that. And, um, the game has grown immensely and, and, and like obviously physically, like, you know, these girls are are very, very big. And like, is there a space for undersized players, quote unquote, like myself? Mm -hmm. I know I'm five, nine. Um, I feel undersized. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. But I think there actually is so much more to beach volleyball, which is why I love it so much than, just size, right? Um, and when I look at some of those, the best players, the most fun players to watch, the players that excite me to watch, they're undersized players. And you have to be creative in yeah. those situations. And um, I think it makes you a little bit feisty. You, you have thick skin. You kind of have to brush off the comments like, uh, oh, here's the shorty or whatever. Yeah. Like, I love it. I <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. Like, um, it, it's a lot of fun. But I think since winning Worlds, I would say that, yeah, I, I do belong. I do belong here. But to say that it doesn't creep into my mind, like, yeah. was that, like, do I deserve that? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. did I really do that? Did yeah. I do that? Like me, Melissa, undersized, little player. Um, yeah, I did. I did do it. And I'm going to yeah. own it. And I'm going to, like, really love it. Mm-hmm. But um, it is tough. Because there are some, these are some players that I grew up watching and yeah. idolizing. And, like, it took me a while to kind of realize no, Carrie Walsh and April Ross, they are not your idols anymore. These are your opponents. Right. And there was a quote someone said to me after I won my very first um, major series in Porch a few years back. And it was, you know, you work until your um, idols become your, your rivals or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that. I feel like that's where I've gotten right. to, where respect across the board right. for everybody. Yeah. Like, I respect these women so, so, so much. Um, but I can ball with them. Like, and that's what I've been doing. So, um, it's been a really exciting kind of transition and it's been really eye opening for me. Like I, you know what? I still get giddy sometimes just being in the volleyball world because it's, it's so special and it's small and there's so much talent. Like the talent is crazy. Um, and, uh, I think we all belong there. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, few, uh, a few quotes we got up for our chalkboard. Yeah, we're, we <laughs> have just like Mel's chalkboard now. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I'm honored. I love this. This is great. So yeah. good. 
Yeah. So your your season opener is in Cancun. Yeah. In two weeks. Crazy. And try you're shipping off to Doha tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, and then what? Uh, do you know what AVPs yeah. that we can see you at this year? I don't know if you and Sarah have totally like, looked it over yet. I mean, I was gonna say one of the silver linings of these tournament cancellations, we can now play in Huntington and nice. Austin. So those will be our first two ones. Um, awesome. Yeah. So you'll see us there for sure. Perfect. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Great. So we get to see you in the U.S. a couple times. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. And I'll see you guys both in Cancun. Hey, baby. <laughs> you yeah, You're on spring break, though. <laughs> yeah, spring break. I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah. A little less pressure for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Just sit, have the margaritas, all-inclusive resort. Yeah, you're yeah. living it up. Write a word or two. and I hope to not that. hang out with you. Yeah. I'll be playing. Yeah. If I'm That's hanging right. out with you, having drinks out of the pool. That's right. It's not good. We're going to grit up, eh, Trent? Let's grit up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, see on the podium. Yeah, see on the podium. Love it. Love it. I think you got to go pack now, eh? Uh, I do, yeah. Exactly. I've got the little baby to sleep. i got to finish packing and then hit the road. Although, by the time people are listening to this, I'm going to be in the middle of my tournament. Yeah. So tune in, people. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Try. Thank you. Mel, where can uh, our listeners follow along on your journey? Yeah, Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's my horribly long last name, (laughs) Melissa Humana. But it is. You can go follow me there. And you know what? I've just kind of started a YouTube channel again. Oh, there you um, go. So a lot of behind the scenes there. Yeah, subscribe to that one. That's right. You know, subscribe. Check it out and subscribe, people. Hit that bell. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's it, It's my name, Melissa Humana, but it is. Um, very tricky and long, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, those places mostly. Awesome. Yeah. Go no, check me thanks out. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much Appreciate for having it. me. I love it. Heck yeah. Shoot, shoot.